Welcome to Papa's House Church, Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube and Facebook. What a joy to see through this video. We are so glad that you have joined to worship Jesus with us. Now, we are on the fourth week of this I Am series. I am so, so thrilled today what the Lord is going to speak to us. So why don't we just pray? Father, we thank you so, so much for your beautiful day that you have given to us. And we thank you that your word is going to penetrate into our hearts and minds and we will hear your voice. And I am submitting myself, my mouth into your hands. Use this mouth Put your words to touch your children in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. So we are on the fourth week of the I Am series. The first week we talked about I Am the Bread of Life. The second week we talked about I Am the Light of the World. And the last week we talked about I Am the Gate. And some translation says I Am the Door from John 10, 7. And this week we will talk about I am the good shepherd. So I'm going to be reading few scriptures. It's up in the screen. And I want you to uh, pay attention to this. It's so beautiful. And we're going to dwell from the book of John, uh, chapter 10. We're going to read few scriptures in chapter 10. And then we will continue and see how the Lord leads. Book of John, chapter 10. I'm going to read verse 3, 4, and 5, and then 14, 15, 16, and then all the way 27 and 28. It will be a great help for you if you read the entire chapter on your own time. John chapter 10, verse 3. The man who guards the door opens it for him, and the sheep listens to the voice. Now, if you have a paper Bible like this, I would love to ask you to take a pen and circle that word where this word says voice, okay, or underline it or highlight it. So, chapter 10, verse 3. The man who guards the door opens it for him, and the sheep listens to the voice of the shepherd, and he calls his own sheep using their names and leads them out. Verse 4. He brings all of his sheep out and he goes ahead of them and leads them and they follow him because they know his voice. Verse 5. But they will never follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they don't know his voice. Verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep knows me. Verse 15. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father and I give my life for the sheep. Verse 16. I have other sheep that are not on this flock here. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Doesn't talk about denomination. Huh? That's a misinterpretation. Just want to give you a little bit of heads up on that. Did not talk about denomination swapping, you know, that's a misinterpretation of the scripture. It talks about people who don't know the love of Jesus. Okay, 27. My sheep listens to my voice and I know them and they follow me. Verse 28. I will give them eternal life and they will never die. No person can steal them out of my hand. What a beautiful passage we read. You know, this week we'll talk about the shepherd and the voice. Shepherds talk. The sheep listen. And this is the highlight of this. My sheep listen 
to my voice verse 27 my sheep listen to my voice and i know them and they will follow me as i told you last week jesus knew that people often learn best when they are able to move from what is known familiar that is shepherding sheep to what is known unfamiliar spiritual things father son the holy spirit children hearing the voice following he made the complex issues simple and easy to understand as you know jesus was the master communicator in helping people to gain maximum memory understanding and transference of what he taught them we all know the lord is our good shepherd the most memorized psalms among all the psalms and even among all the scriptures is psalms 23 we know that the lord is my shepherd my question for you my dear brothers and sisters is he the lord in every area of your life i didn't want to ask you at the end of the sermon i want to ask you in the beginning of the sermon is he the lord in every area of your life or is he the lord just in the guest room of your life or is he the master of your entire house ask this question to yourself am i just giving him the guest room so that he can come and say guest room metaphorically speaking the sundays we are so glad to go to church on sundays but we are not involving god on the mondays through saturdays you know i don't know whether you came to know across this uh, uh, english uh, guy called leonard ravenhill a guy who really passionate about prayer and he said something like this i'm obviously paraphrasing people every day sunday after sunday go to church to the master's house and they never get to know the master they get to know the master's house but they never get to know the master they go to the programs but they never come to know the person my friends we are not going to be like that and i am praying for you and i am praying for me and i am praying for the people that god put around my, our lives that you will not be satisfied with the programs or attending church you will go after the presence the person the not just the doctrine of jesus but the person of jesus amen write down this thing that's up in the screen every sheep as an inalienable right to hear the voice of god who is the sheep you <laughs> me we are the sheep and we have a right inalienable right to hear the voice of our father now the question is many people ask me this question and i have come across even in my personal life and uh, this is something that i wanted to share with you people say to me charles i don't hear the voice of god i don't hear the voice of god anybody come across like that there are times that when you yeah when you feel like there is a silence of god and there is so much uh, uh, silence that you feel like man is god there i am in the middle of this crazy stuff is god there but some of us feel like i can't hear god i hear noises higher voices my own self voice the voices of my uh, best friends the opinion of my parents the opinion of the people that surrounded by my life but i don't hear the voice of god and i boiled down this i have been thinking about this quite a lot praying and i felt it boils down to three main reasons why we don't hear the voice of god 
and I'm going to say that to you and I want you to write down, take notes and I want you to ponder and ask the Lord why you could not hear the voice of God. Because every sheep, every person, you and me, have an inalienable right to hear the voice of God. This is yet given right for you and me but we don't use it because we have these three big big challenges in front of us not big in such a way that god can deal with it you know it's still it's puny to god so uh, we're just going to deal with this right now number one are you ready to write down okay don't be distracted hmm? number one you know what is the number one distraction 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 basically means occupied with things that doesn't really matter the most. That's called distraction. Distraction means what? Occupied with things that doesn't really matter the most. It's not necessarily the evil things that takes you out of your destiny. It's the good things. It's the okay things. It's the normal things, you know. And I don't know whether you come across this book called The Pilgrim's Progress written by John Bunyan. That guy was put in prison. He went through a lot of persecution. And uh, if you have never read this, I would encourage you to read it. And uh, here is a modern character update. And this guy called Christian, he goes on this pilgrim uh, voyage and he, uh, he actually meets this many people. One of the guy he meets was distraction. And this is a conversation between a Christian and distraction. So there's a little bit of a modern touch to it. So you will get a, a little bit of a up-to-date feeling. So this is a conversation between a Christian and distraction. Are you ready? Christian, are you traveling on this path, friend? Might you be able to point me in the way to go? Distraction. I'm definitely all about this path. I'm so excited. I lost by my burden. I can point you in the right way for sure. I'm so blessed to be in the path and always look for new people to talk with about it. Christian, have you been in this spot long? Distraction says, no, really no. I entered through the gate maybe four or five years ago. Can it really have been that long? I was intent to get to the heavenly city. But you know, some stuff came up. So I parked here for a while. Christian, four or five years? Distraction. Yeah, maybe longer. I kind of lost track after the second how to go further conference on the path. Christian, don't you want to see the king, my friend? He has already done so much for me when he has removed my burden. I can't imagine knowing the king waits for me to arrive and stay here in the same spot for years. Don't you have the desire to get to the celestial city? Distraction. Yeah, well, I know I have already made it further than a lot of people. I'm just thankful, you know. I just feel so blessed. I really intend to get around to seriously reading the letter from the king someday. Christian, you have a letter from the king and haven't read it? What have you been doing? What's more important? Distraction. Oh, I have read it some. I subscribe to the Daily Path podcast. And in fact, I've got over two dozens version of the letter on my phone here. At first, I started the, on the letter, but I've noticed the grass on this side of the path wasn't as lush on the other side. So I spent some time researching how to make grass grow in the shade. Christian grass? 
distraction. Yeah, then I remembered the letter and picked it up again. Then I decided before I went on more, I should share some with my people about how great the letter the king is. Christian, oh well, that sounds good. It's good to share with others, but how can you share about something you haven't read? Distraction, well, I did read part of it, but before I got distracted, I even shared part of the letter I read with some people, but then I started reading about the people who don't have the letter from the king. They haven't even heard. It's terrible that some people don't even have a letter from the king, Christian. But you do have the letter and haven't read it. You're still in the same spot on the path you've been for four or five years. Distraction. Well, then I met my new friend called Entertainment. Have you met him? No matter where you are or what's going on, he takes your mind off things. He's really not a bad guy. He is loads of fun at parties. Christian parties on the path to celestial city? Distraction. Well, it's get pretty boring here. Entertainment and I grab people on the path and get them to stay with us. We don't want people to think pilgrims on the path are full of fuddy duties. We don't know how to have fun. Christian, do many stay? Distraction. You might be surprised. Lots of people stay. This spot is comfortable. I want everybody to feel good and enjoy their time here. I'm afraid I go further down the path. The next spot won't be so comfortable. It won't have the things I'm used to have here. So I just like to have comfortable spot a little further down the path. Christian says, begins to look around and see how comfortably he has made that spot on the earth. Distraction begins to show him some pictures he found on the path. But evangelist grabs him by the arm and push him away. This is a beautiful piece in that book. You know, I'm reading right now that book and it's, <laughs> it's heavy, but it's intense and it's very confronting, you know. And so, why don't you hear the voice of God? Distraction. Now, honestly, tell me. This is between you and God. I can't see you putting your hands up, so it's a virtual thing. While I was reading, how many of you were distracted? <laughs> you know, and this is the reality, guys. And this is the thing. I mean, Christian asked distraction. What is the guy's name? entertainment he is loads of fun and today we are the most entertained people of the entire human race and do you know what we are the most distracted unsatisfied confused people of the entire human race my friends what is distraction occupied with things that doesn't matter the most are you occupied with things that doesn't matter the most? Are you occupied with things that has no eternal value? Think about it. Think about it. Number two, why don't we hear the voice of God? Busyness. I've written down here, it's up in the screen. Many have time for God's work, not for God. We are busy with programs, but no time for the presence. And I am... I am part of this whole thing. I'm not pointing at anyone's finger, finger at anyone. And I am 
as guilty as you are sometimes we are so intensely focused on getting there we forgot to have we forget that the the creator wants to journey with us we are intensely focused on the destination and don't give time to think and spend time with the creator we are busy for god ministry but we don't have time to spend with him it's really 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 sad i want you to think about this busyness and let me tell you this i'm going to be it's going to be very brutal to hear but i'm sorry i'm not sugar coated it if you say you are a born again bible believing follower of jesus and you say to me charles i am busy i don't have time to read the word and spend time to pray i'm sorry to say you have no clue about what is born again believer means don't tell me that don't tell me i follow jesus and don't have time to read his word don't tell me that i follow jesus and i have no time to pray don't tell me that i follow jesus and i have no time to spend in his presence and listen to his voice we memorize things that we have no eternal value of but when it comes to the word of god when i ask you to turn obadiah you're searching in new testament you have lost it i know it comes a little hard on people but my friends i am not here to tell you just how pleasant and nice good things are we you know the reason why why still 2 3% or 5% or 6% you know christianity came 2000 years ago to india and still we are 5 6% conservative liberal views even if you count everyone who said yeah 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 yesu 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 6% why you know why we christians stop expressing christ to others we are just namesake christians we are kandasami turned into peter mariamal turned into mariamal you understand it's just it's you know we live monday to friday on saturday until saturday with all the government privileges as sc and sunday we are born again that's not going to work it's not going to work the you know we live we live yeah a lifestyle that is that is so contrary to what we believe inside so my dear brothers and sisters i want to encourage you if you come to a place where ah man i'm so busy i don't have time to read the word you know what you can't hear the voice of god busyness is the death of a prayer number 3 why don't we hear the voice of god hidden sin which is actually i want to put it all the way on the top but i just believe that you know sometimes people will it's their hearts are not so sensitized to hear hidden sin a duplicity lifestyle psalms 192 in the children's bible says no one can see my own mistakes forgive me for my secret sins 
we all have some stuff that we are ashamed to share a thought life a behavior an attitude yeah 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 thing that you are struggling with i'm i'm not just relating to sexual stuff it's it could be a bitterness it could be an anger issue it could be a, a, the financial Uh, uh, you know transparency issue it could be uh, a food issue it could be a uh, a power issue whatever it is ask the lord to cleanse you there's another verse psalms 139 verse 23 and 24 i'm reading from the new living search me o god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life have you ever sat in the presence of god and said lord point me anything in me that offends you i want to ask you this question have you ever thought that you and god on major issues is there any major issues that you and god don't agree or it's it's like whatever you agree you feel like god has also agreed you know what we have done we have not turned ourselves to god we have turned god to our, our opinions it's a very confrontational question right think about it think about it is there anything that you and god doesn't agree on why if you say i agree everything that god's agree on i believe with all of my heart that we have turned god towards our opinion and we just say well this is how it is this is how it is is there anything that's confronting god is confronting you this charles you got to deal with this my friends that's why we don't hear the voice of god distraction busyness hidden sin now i don't want to stop there i want to f- finish off by giving you five ways to hear the voice of god i put points so that it's easy to remember there is no written five ways to hear the voice of god it's just for us to remember we are learners we are disciples of jesus we learn things so i want you to there is no order in this there is no like you fulfill all this then you will hear no it's just to give you some mental framework for you to put things in your category categorize it so that you can pick one or pick all of it and apply it in your life number 1 spend time with his word i've said this million times spend time with his word time spent with god is never a waste of time take time to read take time to take time to just sit in the presence and just read there are three ways you can read you can read from the point of historical view okay what the bible says historically there is another way you can read you can find out the contextual view okay what the bible says to the original readers but there is another way you can read what the bible says to me personal that's a personal applicational view ask the lord 
Lord, I'm taking, you know, take a scripture, take a portion. I'm not talking about how much you read. I'm talking about how much you read goes into your system. Take a time and say, God, yes, I want to read this. Do you know the average Christian now has two Bibles per person right now? But not in the persecuted church. I've personally been to the persecuted church. I've visited, I've ministered. The Lord opened doors for me to visit mainland China. They don't have the luxury of this. But my friends, they eat that word. They eat it. They take it, put it in their minds. They put it in their hearts. They chew, they memorize it. And some of them gone to prison and the Bibles have been taken away. And when you ask them, they say they can take the Bible away, but they can't take the Bible that is in my mind. Today we have all the Bible. You know the saddest thing? The saddest thing? As your pastor, I'm telling you this. It breaks my heart. The saddest thing, people come to church, first of all, without Bible. Or if they do come Bible and the pastor or anybody preaches, say, open the Bible, they don't even open it. They don't even reference it. They don't circle it, write it down, put it. No, because you know why? He's going to preach for 40 minutes and afterwards, yeah, Talapakati Biryani or KFC. We have made it a routine. We have made it a routine. So it's not excited anymore. The revival will never happen when you come day in, day out thinking, I have done this. It's, it's familiar for me. You know, very hard for me as a preacher. To around the world and especially when I see front row people just cross their legs. I have seen here, I preached here in, in Spain. Front row, tomorrow I am preaching in one church on Sunday. And then I am just... People sit there, cross their legs, check their phones, waiting for the service to finish. You know why? We have never taken God seriously. It's part of one of the accessories. Sunday, we got to go to church. We have to read something. Where do you want to see your nation go? Do you want to see India bows before the King of Glory? Do you want to see a transformation in the cities? Do you want to see Vellur being transformed? Do you want to see the poverty become a history? Do you want to see the rich the people who have all the money but they don't have peace, they will come with the, no encounter the Prince of Peace. Do you want to know those things? It starts with us. That's why the Bible says 2 Chronicles 7.14 It doesn't say if all the people it says if my people who are called by my name shall repent, humble themselves. It starts with us guys. We can't say oh there is so much corruption in the politics. There is so much, you know, uh, oppression for the minority. If my people called by my name, what you are doing? Are you humbling yourself? Are you praying? Are you saying, God, God, I am going to take a moment in my life to know your word. Guys, days hired of us is going to be challenging. What are you going to do? What are we going to do? Are we going to just sit there and just, well, we have all this, you know, we have, we have time for everything. I'll give you a simple principle. Maybe you are taking a bus from your house 
to your workplace. It's a 20 minutes commuting, sir. Don't listen to stupid songs. Put on the word. Let the word minister to you. Amen. Number two. This is going to get interesting. Learn to talk and listen to him. What is it called? Prayer. That's called sharing and also listening. Learn to talk. Just don't talk to God. God, Papa, Papa. <laughs> talk to him. Listen to him. Take a moment. Take a moment to listen. A.W. Tozer, one of my favorite uh, writers, he says this, the one thing that the modern church has forgotten is the art of silence. Have you ever sat in the presence of God? Don't talk, nothing. Don't say, Sotram, 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 Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Just quiet. Oh, Pastor Charles, are you smuggling in some new age? No, they actually smuggled it from us. Be still and know that I am God. Where is that verse? Psalms 46, verse 10. Be still. Have you ever take few minutes every day to be still in the presence? The churches, the more louder it is, we think the more spiritual we are. Where is that in the Bible? Tell me. Oh, brother, in the book of Acts, when they were all in one mind, one heart, the building shook. Here, the building is not shaking. You are only shaking. I'm not talking about those things are bad. I'm saying we have interpreted wrongly. Take time. Listen to him. Number three. It's going to be beautiful. Take a step of faith to do what he told you to do. Take a step of faith to do what he told you to do. God doesn't look for your sacrifice. He looks for your obedience. If you need to reconcile with any relationship or hurt, take a step. You, you need to make that step. Even though they may have done wrong, you make that step. Amen. Take a step. God doesn't look for your sacrifice. He looks for your obedience. Number four. And this is where it gets doctrinally divided. But I don't care. Number four. Fasting. And I know in Papa's house, I'm so glad for you guys. And I love you guys. I really appreciate that you fast and pray. And some of you are very consistent in that. And I'm very, very proud of that. But I want to encourage you. Fasting does not change God. It changes you towards God. Make a weekly fasting. You know the modern church, it's, it is eating herself to death. We are over-informed, but undernourished. A weekly fasting. Make a monthly fasting. Make an annual fasting. We did 21 days, the beginning of the year. Some of you did 14, some of you did 21. Make an annual fast like that. Make a weekly fast. One day a week, one day. Thursday or Friday or Saturday or Sunday, one day. And make a monthly fast, a couple of days. Not only detoxes all your immune system, 
the body becomes, you know, healthier. But spiritually, you can get tuned to God. It's important. Fasting is not a bribe. Fasting is not a bargain ship. Fasting is not a begging attitude. Fasting is not a manipulation that God is going to in, fall into that. Fasting is an humble attitude so that God can come and rescue you. <laughs> hallelujah. Amen. Come on, say hallelujah. Number five, how to hear the voice of God. My sheep hears my voice. How do you do that? Be a good steward of the voice. The more we are obeying to the voice, the more clearly next time you will hear. Listen, in all this, I did last year, 2020, all I did was I read the Gospels again and again and again and again. That's what I did the entire month from January to December. I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Finished Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. This is what I did. That's the four books. And I have read extensively and I've still learned this just a little bit, like Urga says. You know, I have seen one thing. Jesus is not interested to show off. When people said, well, when he said the baby is still sleeping and everybody is ridiculed, he said, put them all away. Everywhere you see, Jesus only reveals his glory and his power for those who obeys and listens to his word and step out in faith. So, if you hear the voice of God and you step out in faith, it's called obedience. Rationally, you are not, it doesn't make sense, but you still go hired of it and do it. Bless someone, forgive one and go in that opposite direction. What happens? You are building yourself up in maturity. The next time God will speak again, you'll move. Imagine you say, well, I don't do this, I don't do this. What happens? He's not here to prove. He's not a magician. He's not someone who's trying to make, you know, uh, prove. No, 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 no. The Greeks understood that when I understood by reason, the Romans understood uh, differently. The Jews understood by obeying. That's the why the Greek mindset and the, and the Hebrew mindset are too different. The Greeks understood everything by reason. Philosophia, lover of Sophia means wisdom. The lover, they talk, they understand the reason. But the Hebrews, it's different. You know, it's by obedience. That's why the Judeo-Christian worldview is framed by hearing and obeying. Be good steward of the voice. I want to ask you this question. What was the last thing that God spoke to you, but you have still not obeyed to that? It may be a simple thing. Maybe it's about heeding habits. Maybe it's about increasing one or two percent in your tithes and offerings. Maybe it's about uh, extending... Uh, your love to your annoying neighbor. Maybe it's 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 about embracing a family member that's caused a lot of hurt in your life. Whatever it is, what is the last thing that you heard God and you have not followed it? 
you know sometimes we hear the voice of god we don't hear the voice of god is because we have not fulfilled the previous thing what god spoke make a commitment today that i'm going to spend time with this word i'm going to talk to him but i'm also going to listen to him i'm going to spend a few moments in silence i'm going to step of faith and do what he has told me to do i'm going to fast daily weekly i'm sorry weekly monthly and annually i'm going to be a good steward of the voice that i heard in obey my friends let's read that verse again verse 27 my sheep listen to my voice and i know them and they will follow me i want to pray with you you will hear the voice of god father i pray for my brothers and sisters i know we are so distracted with this technology around us we are so busy with the work lord that is upon us and we are so broken with the hidden sins that is crippled crippling us inside that we have to masquerade ourselves in such a way that we live a lifestyle of duplicity and i pray father that you will come with your gentle mercy and love quieten us remove all the distraction father we repent from the busyness forgive us of our hidden sins and we let go of those things lord So I pray in the name of Jesus that you will help us to spend time with you to talk to you to listen to you to hear your voice and obey you, and to have an humble attitude through our fasting and prayer and to be a good steward of your voice help us daddy I don't know who it is for the spirit of god is telling me to tell you right now you ridden falls bring it to me says the lord bring it to me you are only as sick as your secrets are bring it to the light bring it to the light i am the light said jesus bring it to me no condemnation bring it to me i will help you i will help you says the lord you are forgiven yes this addiction i am bringing it to an end bring it to me talk to me rabula shila kandura matishila katara yes father i pray for my brothers and sisters in the midst of their busyness i pray that you will waken them up just like in psalms i think it's 63 or somewhere the spirit of god spoke through david you wake me up in the morning so i can hear your voice i pray that you will wake them up yes i pray for natural wisdom also to come that they don't need to spend hours and hours on television and then no time for you i pray for that that priority spirit will come upon them that they will know what needs to be done what needs to be put aside yes father and i pray that you will help all of us to overcome the spirit of distraction father that help us to be overcoming overcomers from this entertainment culture overcome lord I, i even the kids sometimes i tell them be quiet and they say daddy it's so boring to be quiet and i pray that you will deliver us from the spirit of boredom yes yes 
Put your hand on your heart. I want to pray for you that you will grieve, that God is going to help you. You are not going to be a victim of this distraction. You are not going to be a victim of the busyness. You are not going to be a victim of the hidden sins. God says to you, you are a victor. Rise up, my son. Rise up. Rise up, my daughter. This busyness is not going to kill you. My presence is coming over you, overshadowing you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for your supernatural wisdom and your anointing to rest upon your children. Your anointing to rest upon your children. We thank you. We appreciate your goodness, Lord. There is no one like you. Say to God, Jesus, I want to hear your voice. Help me. Say this. I want to hear your voice. Help me. And for those who are watching here and you don't know Jesus, receive him in your heart. That's what the Bible says. There are lots of sheep outside of this sheep hen. I have to go and bring them in. Maybe you are one of them that drifted and you say to God, Jesus, today I give my heart to you, my life to you. I want you to come into my heart. I confess with my mouth that you are my savior, that you died for my sins. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead so that I am also out from the sins and I'm alive in Christ. Father, I pray that if they made this prayer from all of their hearts, that you will come into their hearts and you will be the Lord, the master of their lives. We thank you, Father. Jesus mighty. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Okay? God bless you.